Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. Breathe in, stop your heart, let go. My next interview is with uh, Tina Keeper and Don McKellar. I actually, in my notes, I take notes, uh, as you can probably all well imagine when I'm interviewing uh, guests uh, on Face to Face, and I've, I've got them written in here as Tina and Don, so clearly we're, uh, we're on a first-name basis. This was a real pleasure for me to, to do this interview. Uh, uh, Don McKellar, Tina Keeper, talking about their new film, Through Black Spruce, uh, a Canadian uh, a masterpiece. Can I say that, Don? Am I allowed to say that? Uh, I so love this film. You're going to need to get out and see it. It's, it's an important film. It's, uh, it's a film that uh, touches on a whole lot of things, and it's told in a really... Uh, a beautiful uh, and and a metaphorical way, but a, but it's a compelling narrative that will draw you in, and um, and 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 it's full of surprises and wonderful performances as well. We talk about uh, prejudice. We talk about um, Canadian land rights. We talk about self control and about truth and stories and about. Um, what, what what is the heart you know of a family story we talk about what it means to be embraced by a community and responsibility and deeply existential things and about ur- urban indigenous youth i mean this is a this is a serious film uh, but it's an entertaining piece as well and it's done in such a, a beautiful way and i'm such a huge fan of don's and it comes out in the interview i hope i hope you hear it and uh, and what a what a generous uh, uh, pair uh, uh, don mckellar and tina keeper cupping right up my interview with them about their new wonderful new film through black spruce don't forget davidpecklive.com for more information about my speaking and my my writing and also face-to-face-live.ca for a whole host of other interviews with filmmakers and writers and we're focusing on the toronto international film festival over the next little while that's for sure um don't touch that dial and if you if you can and if you're interested in what we're doing here and, and you're coming alongside it or would like to come alongside it in some way you can do that through patreon.com and support us there, 
Or if you can't do that, and I totally understand that, I'd love it if you left a review for me on iTunes. That would go a long way. A real treat. Uh, coming up, Don McKellar and Tina Keeper through Black Spruce. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by two very special guests here today. I can't believe actually I'm sitting around. It, it in fact is a round table. Uh, Don it's McKellar. Face to face to face. Face to face to face. Do you remember an old MASH episode where there was like five colonels standing around and colonel, 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 colonel? That's colonel. it. That's, it. Just, that's where I went. Okay. Uh, so we've got we've got a couple waters, a coffee, some cappuccino on the table. You're going to hear uh, the, the 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 relationships building here together uh, at the Toronto International Film Festival. We're here to talk with Tina Keeper and Don McKellar about their new film through uh, Black Spruce. Thank you so much for your time today. I've, I've got to tell you, I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. We're thrilled to yeah. be here as You're, well. As well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we have lots. We have lots to talk about. I, uh, I and and in a way, I'm not really sure where to begin. But I, I do want to say first, right out of the gate, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I, I love the film, and I saw it in a screening. I didn't see it with like a real audience. It was journalists. Well, so. there have been no aud- real audiences yet. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. I mean, the, uh, we premiere tonight. That's right. So. So you're excused. I'm I'm excused. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thanks for that. So why don't we why don't we just um, uh, jump right into? Um, did you wind up with the film, the story that you were hoping for? Mm. Good one, Tina. Do you want me to start? Tina has been with us for so yes. long. Okay. That yes. she's the one because she started. Yeah, I optioned the book. Many, many, many years ago. Option book. Yeah, and, and you know what? Why don't you yeah. tell us a little bit about the book and a little okay. bit about that context, yes. too? That's probably not a bad idea. So the film is an adaptation of the novel by Joseph Boyden through Black Spruce. I think it was published in 2006 or seven, and it won a Giller Award in 07 or 08. And um, I had... Um, yeah, I had read the book and reached out to Joseph Boyden about the option, and yeah, I was able to get the option on the book. And so that was a long time ago. It was it, we our development process was stalled a bit because um, there was an American company who had the option on Three Day okay. Road, and there's a rifle that is a significant element i guess in yeah. both bucks in bo- oh, and so we we had to get a rights release for the rifle for the rifle it was held up yeah we couldn't right. go into the world, world we, war one surplus wasn't it in the film Isn't yes right? and we so we couldn't even uh, start applications for writing Absolutely. without that rights release so it took us a little bit of time and probably at least 18 months to you know, even start making applications. You, you make it sound so simple. You read the book. You went for the rights. Clearly, it had a huge impact on you. Um, the book. Yeah. Oh yes, it was. Um, I had read Three Day Road, and one of the interesting um, aspects of the book Three Day Road I found was the character of the aunt. You know, who uh, takes the boys. We'll take Xavier and the then book the book before. Sort of but what, what I found interesting about it was my mother, my late mother is from that region. So my late mother is from the Treaty 9 territory. And my mother had been 
the first generation to be taken to residential school. So my grandparents and my extended family, like of that generation, on my mother's side, did not speak English. Had we had didn't even have a, a store, like we didn't even have a northern store in our community, and it was a flying community. So when I was a child, there wasn't even and went to road into the community. So it was very, it was very isolated and very still much um, this old culture. And I, and so the shock of the change, mm. the shock of the idea that they would take children away. I know that my grandfather, you know, who did not go to residential school, his father, my great grandfather, they had tried to take those kids away. But my great-grandfather, they still at that time, you know, prior to whenever my mother went, like 1944, 45, but for that previous generation, they still had this sense that, you know, we are the authorities in our own land um, of our families and our communities. Like that external authority hadn't sort of, you know, reared its head in terms of like, well, like where they would arrest people if they couldn't take their children. So, you know, that just didn't start to roll out until really it started to affect my grandparents' generation. So my mom was the first generation to go. But uh, the point being that, you know, these characters, um, you know, really resonated with me. I had just felt that um, I'd seen it in Thompson Highway's work, uh, again, because he's from the north, a very similar type of culture and... um, livelihood of uh, his his people so I've I found that just really really taken by the fact that I felt like I was seeing my my family or my family's Mm. history in a book for the first time in a novel and um and so that I was really taken by his work and I found with Three Black Spruce that there was a course um it resonated with me in in many ways and you know, because my family's from the north, we, um, my parents went to residential school, you know, I, my parents had moved to the city when I was five because they didn't want me to be taken, you know, as kids to be taken to residential school, my brother was six. Is there a sense in which you, you could have written this book, do you think? In a- well, it's, I mean, could I have written a book, this book? Never, but, um, you know, I can't write, but, um, <laughs> well, that's a, that's you a know, bit of a so problem. that's, yeah, the, that's yeah. the real answer, but I mean, this is, yeah, this is my, like, this, I felt like my, you know, the story resonated with me on a, a, almost mm. every level, so, mm. you know, and even in terms of the relationship of the man to the, the niece, like, you know, this just loving relationship. Oh, it's, it's gorgeous. And, I, and one of the things, gorgeous. you know, I used to say um, was that, you know, because I, I worked in Ottawa, and I remember, like, you know, we would be talking about, like, um, issues around a lot of research projects. And sometimes I just felt like they were, um, people have this idea that Indigenous men were, you know, mean or scary or they're the cause of the violence. And, you know, I'd say, you know what, the, the kindest... <laughs> The, the best example of men that I've had in my life or the Cree men in my life, my family, like I've just, I didn't grow up with that kind of, you know, and that's not to say other people haven't because we've been through so much, but I was fortunate that I had that. Mm-hmm. And I feel that it hasn't really been represented either in film mm-hmm. where, you know, the sort of kindness and the, and the, um, 
really the sense of integrity within a family and how much that got ripped apart. I have to say that, I mean, I, I'm getting goosebumps right now yes. as I reflect back on the film. It's been a couple of weeks since I've seen it. I took copious notes. It's, do you have any idea how hard it is to take notes, careful notes in a dark theater? It's, it's not Fortunately, easy. I do it's not, not know. It's not easy. Yeah, fortunately. <laughs> but the scene with the bear. Oh, yeah. And but can I just, can I just say, yeah, to answer go. that pre your initial yeah, question, go. I will say it's not the film that I imagined it would be. Because for first of all, when I read the script, I really liked the script. I identified with it, but I had never been up there. Right. Uh, I'd, and as far north as Richmond Hill is. <laughs> well, you know, I spent a lot of time in Northern Terry, actually a lot, but never that far north. Right. Uh, not up to James Bay. I'd always wanted to. I'd read sure. about it, and in fact, as a little kid, I always said, "Oh, let's take the polar bear." I tried to persuade right. my parents to go up on the polar bear express, but there's no road access, as you know, so it's not easy. But uh, but it would have been impossible for me to preconceive the film in that way until I'd seen that land and I'd seen mm. uh, those people. Uh, and they really informed... Uh, you know, I, 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 this film was sort of initiated and I signed on as a collaborator. And part of that in my head was just to be open to the experience and to the people mm. and, and not to prejudge. Mm. And so, and I, frankly, I, I was very surprised by the landscape up there in Moussinie. I'd never mm. seen anything like that. Right. And so, uh, and it was fascinating to me. And, you know, it was just, fa so I, I really wanted to capture the, that feeling that underneath all this, Thank underneath you. the trauma, there was the land. I think you capture it beautifully. I mean, the scene for me that really stands out, it's it really is a gorgeous film. Yeah. Uh, but um, Will, Will? Yeah, Will. Will yeah. Uh, when he's, I guess, kind of on his own. Yeah. The, the rock. I, yeah. I know you know where I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mosquitoes, the whole yeah. thing, the, the, the mud. Yeah. It's, it's, it's bloody gorgeous. I mean, I'm, 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 glad, so, you, I'm yeah. glad you say that because I, for me, I will say that right from the beginning, I thought that section is sort of the heart of the film. Hmm. It's... It's sort of the spiritual heart of the film. Yeah, that's great. And yeah, uh, yeah that makes it well. It yeah. also, I think, goes back to your comment, you know, about about his his uh, the spirit of generosity yeah. of of him, probably as a person, but also as an actor, yeah. and also the oh character. It's it's, it's, it's insane. It's insane. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I was saying just saying this, Tina, that I've never worked with an actor who gave so much, uh, so willingly. Uh, it really that, comes uh, through, and in, uh, in just so emotionally, mm. and. Uh, you know, uh, Brandon had very deep connection uh, and very emotional connection, and uh, just seeing the way he dealt with that, uh, yes. you know, like as a person, uh, I don't, I don't even want to say how close it was to him, but there were some things that were really, really close to the bone for him, and. Uh, so, so were the I mean, I'm actually getting very moved when I think about how much. Yeah. He, oh, it's mm -hmm. deep, deeply yes. moving. Um, did I say congratulations already? I hope you so. can keep saying. Yeah, keep I, going. Yeah, keep yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope everybody sees this film. Yeah. So, were the mosquitoes a bit of your own sense of humor coming through? Was that? Oh God! I think believe me, could, this, as Canadians, God. believe we me, all, the, the oh. mosquitoes are no joke. <laughs> it's not no a joke. joke. <laughs> That's pretty hilarious. Yeah, it was. I was uh, sharing with my father the mosquito stories about um, shooting. Um, you know, some of Brandon's close-ups that we had shot in Moosonee because, you know, we, we shot in Moosonee for a few days, but we, um, we shot around Sudbury for a lot of the other northern scenes. But when we were in Moosonee and we were shooting and the sun was going down, I mean, there's literally hundreds buzzing around his head and he's <laughs> doing this close-up 
where he's got to be taking a shot with this, you know, shotgun. I couldn't believe it. It was just incredible. Just so, of course, my that. dad starts telling me stories about when he was serving up around the Churchill area, and he's told me about one surveyor went home after the first day. Yeah. I have a grandfather from the UK who came here in, like, the late 60s. Yeah. Right. Went north to, I think, Barry. Not yeah, exactly. Barry, yeah, yeah. Ne- never yeah. came back. <laughs> never came back. You can't believe them. I'm pretty sure it was the mosquitoes, you but I'm not them. sure. Yeah. When I visited, I, I went up once in spring, and it's like, oh, my God. It's un, you know, how do you even you can barely go outside? Right. But I will say, though, to your point about my sense of humor, I do. F- I mean, I've always felt that. I mean, one of the really salient characteristics of indigenous people, at least around here, is their sense of humor. Like it's something that is really immediately apparent mm-hmm. that they have. Uh, that they are funny. <laughs> well, it, com- it comes out nicely too yeah, in yeah. Graham, Graham Greene's yeah, character I mean, too, yes. right? It really I mean, does. I, a serious guy. Just sort of allowing yeah. that t- uh, to come up, you sure. know. I did, yeah. like I never liked. I thought it was a comedy or anything like that. But uh, right. just allowing them to right. express themselves with humor is sort of key. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Will's friend Joe, for instance, like there's those guys <laughs> up there. That's, that's for sure. So <laughs> Uh, help me out here, but I think it's breathe in, stop your heart. That's right. Let go. Yeah. Pretty huge part of the film, it seems to me, yeah. on a, uh, I don't know, spiritual level maybe, to your point, existential level. I mean, is this about... Well, I, I remember... I mean, it begins and kind of ends. Yeah. Right? I mean, uh, I know that this is Barbara, the scriptwriter. She heard this from a hunter, and uh, and uh, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, something The stopping your heart uh, is... Because, uh, which is of course impossible, something like right. that. But as Will Tozer said to me one time, but it's, yeah. but but the idea that you have to uh, contain, like, yes. through self control, overcome the emotion, the sort of the depth of your emotions and the sort of history of trauma and and, yes. and focus on the yes. job that needs to be done. I think that 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 sort of message was key to the film. Yes. Well, the, I mean, in the, 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 in the metaphor of the rifle. Oh, and, sure, yeah. You know, being right. a target. And I yeah. love the fact, I mean, he, isn't he through pretty much throughout the story in the film uh, f- messing around with the sights? On, yeah, on the right, almost well, right from Which beginning. is brilliant. Yeah, right? Right. It's just so, so <laughs> wonderful. And yeah. yet, when he needs to, clearly makes, yeah. well, several times the shot is made. It, the shots, shots are made, not to give anything away. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Guns are fired. Yeah. So... Fictional uh, story. I mean, I always am interested in this kind of. This is a story. It's a parable. It's true. It's it's a truth that points to a much greater and more important truth, yeah. if you will. There's a truth embedded in it. It comes uh-huh. out in so many different yeah. ways. Can can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, wow. Did could you have picked a more serious uh, story? I really mean, to work with. It's, it, it's the good. thing it's is, so layered. For me, I will say that it wasn't until well into the project that I realized how true these things were right. and how mm. like I I, th- I didn't know the degree of fiction right. but uh, again I, d- I, d- I don't even want to say but these stories are very close to people and we those people those sources of the story were became our collaborators and yes. and gave us their stories helped us tell their stories uh, it was yes. it was uh, actually a uh, a kind of shock to me, and and a real honor when I realized, oh my God, these this these things happened. Of course, mm-hmm. there's of course mm-hmm. l- l- lots is 
fictionalized and there's yes. lots of things made. Um, you know, it's, they're a fictional family, but just you can't avoid the, the, the reality, usually the harsh reality behind these things. Yeah, and it's it's always kind of weird to me. I mean, I have a love for documentary film, and yeah. and and it's you know that whole oh I think I think that film we just saw was based on real truth, yeah. you know, or based on true events. Well, what wasn't true about the story is right. a better question to me. <laughs> just yeah. because it was fictional doesn't of course mean, right. Of course. It's we're I all, find it kind of frustrating. We're always right. after the truth, one yeah. way or the other. Right. Yeah, as if uh, we're as as if we're all fact gatherers yeah. or something, and yet <laughs> it points to some pretty significant. Um, hmm breakdown in canadian history that's for sure yeah right and and obviously so how how close was that would you say to you and i mean talk to the to, to the team while you were making the film how close just the the fact how, how important this was to tell this story well i mean of course me personally and well obviously tina too there's there's almost no more important issue in for canada face is you know to resolve the mm -hmm. years of negligence, beyond negligence, uh, you know, certainly it's it's evident in the North. And, and you know, you know, like in so many ways, I just feel that those issues right. are, are crucially important to me. But having said that, I just didn't want to make a, a screed, you know. Uh, we didn't want to make a TV movie. We didn't want to load it down with facts or, uh, uh, I mean, the key thing I know for all of us was that, it was a family. The heart, at the heart. It was a family story, and uh, so, you know, uh, it's all there. I mean, I think there's there's no avoiding the. I mean, my God, the sort of residential schools and the and the trauma. Uh, it's so present that you, you, you're not going to avoid it, even if you yeah. tried. Like <laughs> even know? when we would visit, we would visit with elders, you know, um, throughout the process, so wherever we were, and of course in. When we were up in Wisney, we we were brought to meet with the elders, yeah. and um, they shared with us yeah. their stories immediately about the residential school experiences. Like it was, it was basically phenomenal. Their house. Yes, like, I mean, it was right. Basically, yeah. But they were just so open to us and and just so um, so generous, and I, I mean. You know, I mean, I, like I said, this is my family story too. But it's like, I mean, to go into a community and to just feel like you're embraced by the community mm. was really special. And um, and, and all was, along, like just really trying, you know, like working in that way, it was a very special project. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was a responsibility too. You sure felt that. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I mean, I yeah, I know that Tina's had years of dealing with, uh, like, as a sort of activist and a politician, dealing with, uh, head-on with, the, you know, the issues, like the core issues, the missing mm -hmm. and murdered uh, women and children. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's another thing entirely when you're actually with the people and with the actors. Right. Because the actors, yes. all... Everyone had connection to this, these stories. Well, know, and, like and now we're talking yes. about that whole blend again, fact fiction, yeah. right? Yes, the, exactly. The truth of the story, but the truth of my history as yeah. well. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yes. Um, is hmm, here's a big one, here's a big one for you. Is is it resolvable? I mean, are we? I, I All right, Tina, take the I, mic. Yeah, I interviewed Ritty <laughs> Pan yesterday about his new film, Graves Without a Name, and yeah. this, I mean, this is all about uh -huh. transgenerational trauma. Yeah. Right? We've got we've got a we've got 
65% of Cambodians who, who, who uh, were born after 1990 yeah. who are dealing, and he, and he basically said, we've got four generations at least yes. before we can even begin to think about this, not going away, but, and I don't even think he would use the word resolved, but at least at a place where people are, I don't know, maybe willing to talk about it or yeah. uh, in, in an honest, meaningful way. Yeah, it's, I, I would agree. It's, I mean, the, um, the level of trauma is, you know, is very disorienting. And mm. however, you know, having said that, um, I think that, you know, one of the, um, one of the thing, one of the, I guess, dynamics of, um, you know, the Indigenous community uh, that fascinates me is um, what our resilience, how strong it is, like how... Um, in my lifetime, you know, I've seen, um, you know, one, the, the uh, you know, I grew up knowing that there was Indigenous organizations, you know, from the AFN, which, you know, formerly the National Indian Brotherhood, and you know, the Mentor Metis Federation, and the Métis National Council, and, you know, ITK, like all of these organizations, which, you know, when you're a young person growing up, like I grew up, I was sort of the first wave of urban indigenous, you know, youth. And then, but we grew up with, these were our parents that were creating these organizations and our, our, our relatives and that were the politicians. And so, you know, you grew up thinking that's how all was, was, and you find out, oh my goodness, this just started when I was born. So here we are, you know, and then there's, you know, how fast every, the pace at which things are changing, mm. it, which is, you know, I mean, the constitutional talks in 82, you know, which now, uh, I mean, when I was elected in 2006, you know, there, Gary Morasti and I were like literally the fourth and fifth First Nations people to ever be, um, you know, in the House of Commons. So, and now in the next, but in the last election, I think you had like, there was like over 10, you know, Indigenous people, you know, that were elected into the House of Commons. So like the change is happening very rapidly. And that is because of the, kind of resilience that we have and the fact that this is our land so I think that you know in terms of dealing with the trauma I I uh, you know again on the other hand I think that the level of trauma has and the type of trauma that's happened to us has yet to be understood I really do believe mm. that there is um, what I call like a nature of sexual violence you know that you're seeing in, you know, being addressed by churches in the larger community, but that that was, that has had a fierce, completely devastating impact on our lives. And it should never, like, it should ne I, I don't even understand it, but I mean, I do know that, like, it's affected all of us personally. It's affected all of our families. And it has, it is like a raging fire. And I think that, you know, we really do need to address this um, as Canadians, and that ne needs to be part of understanding each other, you know? Mm. And I think that, you know, um, when you have collaborators that are so willing to work with you and listen and m make, make these kind of projects together, like, I can't even tell you how powerful it mean it is. Like, it's, it's a really powerful medium, and it is going to um, change the country. I really believe that, you know, it is, art is going to be part of, you know, what is going to 
create significant change for this country. And I really believe that, um, I really believe that the indigenization of Canada is something that's going to be wonderful. My, you know, my father, my mother, uh, I had to speak to the settlement agreement in the House and, uh, you know, as the opposition member. And, you know, uh, Phil Fontaine was the national chief who had brought that settlement agreement forward uh, because there had been a, a, a resolution, a mechanism prior to that that wasn't working very well. So I talked to my family and I said, you know, I just feel like I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry in the house. I don't want them to see me crying. I don't want them to know that they've hurt us this much. Mm. And he, my dad said, you know, my girl, they're victims of their own culture too. And my mom said, yeah, you have to pray for them. And I was like, oh, man, like they're so generous. And it was like, I mean, it was something to hold on to. But it's something that I've really come to understand that, you know, we come from a really gracious background and I'm really proud of who we are. And I'm proud that, you know, residential schools weren't our way and that we wouldn't have done that to our own people. And I think so that's our gift. That's our gift moving forward. And, you know, that this collaboration is about, you know, really seeing the gifts of each culture and bringing mm. forward in a collaboration. Well, I'm not going to follow up that, Tina. <laughs> <laughs> no, no footnotes there, no. no you, you said that was really beautiful, Tina. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be, you can't resolve when, you're, right. no. when right. your child's missing, but, but at yes. least we're not anywhere near that. We're just at the point of understanding. Is, is healing, is heal, you know, you talked about the collaboration. It's, it, to, to me, that's beautiful. That's like... That's an unexpected outcome of, the, of making the film together. It seems to me, I know, in a way, right? Well, You've not really, because I mean, that really was the idea. That mm. was that was. What oh yeah, no, it was the idea going in. Nice, yeah. absolutely. Nice, yeah. Is, but, is, but we didn't know it would work. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. No, we did know. We I did knew. Know. We knew. I knew. I'm kind of a witch, so I, oh. I won't say that too. Well. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> there were some I things wanna, I knew. When they say, "How do you know this?" I go, "I don't know. I think I'm a random psychic." When we turn the recorders <laughs> off, I'd, I'd like to ask you more. <laughs> careful, so, careful. With um, I, and what I was going to say is, is, is there healing in that type of collaboration? Is there healing in that kind of relationship? I mean, Richard Wagami said stories, yeah. are, stories are meant to heal, right? Yeah. And I wonder. Yeah. I mean, even this. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. This kind of commiseration. And, no, no, and, I do feel, absolutely mm-hmm. I feel that way, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, of course, it, of course it is. It's very, yeah. Yes. <laughs> the film... The, Sadly, we're going to have to wrap up soon, which I always get pretty angry about because I feel like we just get rolling and yeah. I got to shut down. But anyway, could be a two-parter. You could do it. You two. know what? Maybe we should do two-parter. Maybe we should do a two-parter series. Yeah. Oh yeah. wait, now we, we're back. You know, maybe, you know what? Let's pitch the CBC on yeah, an eight-part series. It. There you go. An well, eight-part why don't we series. like? And then we could each take turns being the interviewer. That would be fun. <laughs> you know, I was on a podcast recently, interviewed, and it was it was really long. Oh, really? And, but it was you were interviewed. I was interviewed. Oh, yeah, well, it was see. fantastic. So well, go ahead if you want to. You and know. you do a great. <laughs> too, so. All right. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll think about that. The, the the film. You know, you talked a little bit Don about the land. Um, mm. uh, I love the cinematography in the film. Thank the you, shape yeah. of it. The, the 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 tone. The music's brilliant. Remarkable. Great, great, remarkable. Yeah, I, I agree. Things, <laughs> things really shift uh, at the scene. I think with the bear. Yeah, and yeah. with Will's character, right? Yeah, um, real conscious decision for you. This, that, I mean, maybe that comes out in the book. I haven't read the book. But, well, the bear's but, in the book, uh, but it's just it, that's the moment, and 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 he loses it, but in a in a in a in a, in a measured way. Right, right. And it's I, hard to talk about without giving. Away yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, but yes, but just, no. The I mean, bear's, uh, you know, 
<laughs> you know, to be perfectly honest, it was a point where the production manager was like, you know, the bear is really expensive. <laughs> oh, you know, I believe that the bear probably was paid more than any other <laughs> cast member, oh, to be that's, honest. That's hilarious. Because he had two minders, and we had to yeah, bring him in, awesome. uh, fly him, him in. Yes, and, yeah. Makeup for the bear? We no. did, actually. We honestly did do a little makeup yeah, for the bear. And then that's because, a black magic marker, isn't it? No, or? because we and wanted... He had a beach. First of all, he had his beach. we're revealing the fact that it was a beach. male... Bear and yeah. playing a female, so there's right. a bit of makeup there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but also we 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 sort of dirtied him up a little. Okay. Because yep. uh, you know he's he's, he's so <laughs> he, he looked too fresh when he arrived. So. <laughs> he looked too fresh when he arrived. <laughs> it's true, right? He yes. looked too robust. You know, he's a right. healthy fit. Very yes. Didn't look like a wild bear, so he did. He was a bit of a prima donna. Let's face <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, I bet the craft budget the alone only one. for the bear was... The craft budget, yeah. 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 And also, by the way, he was the only one... They said, they, The trainer said, don't be afraid to applause because he really responds. So yes. He needs it. Oh, I know. We didn't applaud any of the other actors, but the bear, we were always applauding. There's 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 so there's so many um, there's so many things we haven't talked about. But uh, I, I, what was the line? Human humans are, are um, largely made up of water. Right. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. And and and, uh, and I'm going to say it now too. The, the film is worth the price of the admission, of admission just for the last sequence. It Thank really you. is. You yeah. went all Terrence Malick on us. It's, uh, <laughs> well, you know, giving it away. <laughs> uh, in a way, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's so, almost impossible to talk about the ending, but for yeah, sure yeah. it was something we talked about probably more than anything. Like we talked, uh, Tina and Barbara and I back, both back, both, like where do we... Yes, absolutely. Uh, because not to give anything away, but mm-hmm. the whole film is about a missing person, mm-hmm. a missing family member, uh, and uh, at a certain point there has to be... a. a a presence like a scene like it's it's yeah. all about where it's a sort of mystery where is that person and that had to be resolved in some way mm-hmm. but not in a trite way uh and so yeah so i'm very i'm actually i i'm i'm i must say i'm i'm very proud of the ending i think we came up with a solution that works i I, I can't. I'm finding myself right. impossible to talk about. <laughs> That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. Well, don't you don't have. I think we've yeah, created yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. Mystery. Know, what is he mystery? Going what on the hell about? is he talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. gotta go and see it now. <laughs> so we're gonna wrap it up in a couple minutes, and I've got way more than a, a, a one or two last questions. But but um, a really again a really serious film, but I think a really entertaining film as well. Oh, good and, mm-hmm. and engaging. What do you, I mean, what, not what's next, but what are you hoping for? Is this the kind of film that, that students in 10 and 20 years are going to be writing essays about? Is, uh, is this going, are you going on a campaign with this? Uh, or is this, Dana? This is, this is a story that you hope resonates and changes or at least starts the conversation or a conversation. Um, well, I have to say that... It's a really I, easy I, question. No, no, no but I mean... You've got 32 like, and a half just, seconds. We didn't, I, I never, uh, we didn't... I never imagined those things for this mm. film. Like, I, I just, it was a story that resonated with me. That needed to be told. I'm an Indigenous woman who has, um, you know, I have... Uh, I mean, it's not a propaganda. I, no, it's not a propaganda. Yeah, exactly. Really to, right. But right. on the other hand, I, you know, we have a network of women across this country that have worked very hard and have been very courageous in, you know, bringing an issue forward 
which is now has a national inquiry, um, but you know continues to, um, you know, ha like have commentary from you know the the families and, um, you know, so we will be um, doing screenings with the families. Mm. I've, you know, we've I've I'm part of a coalition in Manitoba and uh, network across the country, and we. I've kept the families apprised of, you know, this story. It's not any particular person's story. It's not a true story. But, however, it, this is a story of something that's happened. It's a, it's touched all our lives. And um, so I've, um, you know, been, uh, yeah, the families will be having um, screenings. And they've asked for that. And we're... You know, I'm proud to mm -hmm. to present it, and I do know that um, you know our international distributor is also flying in for the I mean, screening. The thing is the thing that this is, you know, these sort of issues are extremely unknown. You know, we think in Canada, well, we're we can be almost right. um, cynical about, oh, we yes. all know, but we all know right, all about, right. you know. Right. troubles up there and uh, it's really not first of all people don't know but also uh they sure don't know internationally mm. uh yeah. so so that's one thing i mean for me i do, i don't i never really think about you know the effect of the film right. like uh, what how it will change things but i just wanted to show people what i'd seen and what mm -hmm. i felt and mm -hmm. I, I i hope that that will that will be enough I, I think it will, for what it's worth. I mean, I mean, it'll be enough to make people's difference. Yeah. I mean, I think the crucial thing for me is that people don't, you know, are not afraid of looking at indigenous uh, communities and looking at and just sort of feeling it. Well, it's, I mean, I think it's. I think for sure it's. It, you know, if I can say it, it's going to be disruptive mm -hmm. in a good way. But I think I think it's going to be disruptive and trust and hope that it's going to lead towards some kind of action as well. I mean, disruption's great, right. but if action doesn't follow, I'm not right, sure right, it's all that right, helpful, right. right? It might be a creative burst of energy or something, but if it doesn't lead to some sort of, I don't know, utilitarian outcome or social change or something, right. you know, then, then I wonder about it. But um, that's what I think is so beautiful about the film. It's this story, this narrative, Right. That plays like a thriller, frankly. Well, uh, no, that, it has, you know, I mean, it has that aspect, you know, right? Well, it is. And, I mean, I do it's think so it's in it. Training, but, yeah. Yeah. And I do think that, like, I got to say, I think that young Canadians are, um, like, in terms of Indigenous stories, I think that, you know, in particular, younger Canadians, millennials, are like a new generation, and they they don't have the same sort of no. baggage, and they don't sort of put on blinders. Like, they... They do want to know Canada, and mm -hmm. they do know they do know they do want to know about the issues, and they do know, want to know about our history yeah, and true. what went wrong, and how can we change I, it? I do feel that too. Yeah. I'm not I'm not always up so up on the on those uh, millennials, yeah. but I feel in this area <laughs> I do yeah. really genuinely no, not, feel that yes. they're not as cynical. Today. <laughs> no, like they they all know about residential schools, and they know about yeah, the yeah. I think they want to know. Well, knowledge is a really first step, right? Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. knowledge towards understanding. One of my favorite lines. We'll we'll kind of wrap up now, and yeah. uh, just know that I'm a little pissed off that we're wrapping up, but it's okay. <laughs> okay. So we'll we'll talk about part two. Yeah. Um, 
Toronto. Ever weird that place? It's, yeah. That's what, one, one, one of my faves. Good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toronto. Uh, ever weird true, that place? True. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've been talking with uh, Tina Keeper and Don McKellar. What a pleasure having you guys on the show today on Face to Face at the Toronto International Film Festival. Get out to see it through Black Spruce coming soon to a theater near you. Thank you, guys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.